Hello, welcome to another episode of Real You Real Money. Today's episode is absolutely glorious. We've got brilliant Freya Powell, who is a member of Plenty and a coach in her own right, talking all about our subconscious and how we can shift things when it comes to our views of success and money. It was an absolute joy. I left that podcast interview just buzzing. It's one of my favorite things to do in this job of mine is the podcast interviews where I get to just chat to such interesting people. I thought I'd pop in before you actually listen to the episode because I want to remind you that I'm in the midst of running five days of plenty, which is my free money course that I do once a year. You can still sign up. You, as soon as you sign up, you'll get access to all of the replays. And I also wanted to remind you that plenty is coming, both philosophically and the course itself. Plenty is going to be opening its doors um, in the next few days. So if you are ready to work with me in a much deeper, much more exciting, expansive way, that is the place for you to be. The Plenty community is waiting for you. So pop to my website. The details will be in the show notes for you to A, sign up for the remainder of five days of Plenty and B, get yourself on the wait list for Plenty itself. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach, and week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. I am so pleased to be introducing you all to my guest today, Freya Powell. Freya Powell is a trans, I said your, your full name then, Freya Powell, I won't use your full name all the way through. Freya is a transformational career coach and she is a member of Plenty. And the two of us on a number of calls have sort of nerded out slightly about some of the stuff that I really wanted to have Freya on the podcast to talk about. I'm not going to go into too much detail on it because I want you to introduce the concepts, but we tend to nerd out about neuroscience and how much more control we actually have over how we think than we are led to believe. And also, I sometimes think that in the coaching personal development world, our subconscious can also become almost become like an enemy that we end up fighting against. Yes. Yeah, and yes. Yes. So let's put a pin in that thought because I want Freya to introduce herself and how, how she is. But I, from the brief chat we had before this, I almost feel like what Freya is bringing today is a bit of like how we can walk alongside our subconscious and, and treat it, I think, better than I often treat it, actually, from talking to you in just the brief moments before we got here so before we get into that stuff tell us Freya welcome tell us how you ended up not here on the podcast although kind of but um how you ended up doing what you do wow if we could go all the way back and thank you for having me here if we could go all welcome. the way back into um, to a 12 year old Freya 
who was just getting the sass. Mm. You know, I was arguing with my mom. I was like ramping up. My mom was a big self-help book person. And she would say, well, you're just doing this because of this. And I was like, no, (laughs) you don't know who I am. And so from that, I was like, I need to know more about Mm. how brains work. Mm. And that's when I got really into psychology, went to study it at university. And I always joke that I went to university to prove my mum wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Teenage response. (laughs) Because so then I could stand and go, well, actually, the research shows Mm. because I'm really, really I love to just know how things work. I'm Mm. very much in the middle of things. I can see things from many different perspectives. And I do believe quite often it's quite boring. But the truth is somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. I'm so with you. Yeah. Yes. And that's so I, I got into psychology. And then when I left uni, through many random synchronicities, which I think is a really big sign when we talk about purpose mm-hmm. and we're talking about how the subconscious works. I ended up working in this perfect job for me and it was helping long-term unemployed people find employment mm-hmm. that they really loved. And I enjoyed it so much because we really got to the root of what people wanted and, and helped them with really practical steps Then I learned coaching through a chat. I was working for a charity at the point. They wanted to introduce a coaching methodology, which in many ways was helpful. But actually, sometimes when that safety, because it was a homelessness charity, sometimes Mm. that safety level is not there. It's quite Mm. hard to be really open because your subconscious is going, no, but I'm really I'm in a pickle. Yeah. And so it was I was introduced to it, but I didn't really love it because I didn't Mm. feel like it was as effective as it could be. And then I sort of went off, had my kids, took some time Mm -hmm. out of work, which was a journey in itself because it wasn't intentional. Yeah. And then when I was like, right, it's my time, I started, I was looking at how improving my health. And one of the people that I was working with around that was like, everything is rooted in your emotions and stored Mm. emotions and introduced me to EFT. Right. And so as my brain works, I was like, well, I don't want to experience it. I want to learn it. Mm-hmm. So I became an EFT Can you explain to people what EFT is as yeah. well, for those that don't know? Yeah. Need. EFT is, sounds bonkers, but actually it's a nice marriage between Western mm-hmm. medicine and Eastern, like really in-depth understanding of how our energy work and how like the meridian lines. So what I love about it is that there are fMRI scans, which are really technical scans that show that it works. So oh, once wow. I read that, I was like, I'm in because there's yeah. science there. So essentially you use the meridian lines, which the energy points in your body and you tap whilst talking and expressing your emotions mm-hmm. really connecting with how they feel and you can literally feel as you're tapping them just release it makes so, me sob it makes me sob yeah. like really <laughs> when I first did it I was so skeptical I was like what you want me to tap on my head and say these things but I did it and I within minutes minutes I was sobbing absolutely sobbing yeah I've got a client was like I don't want to cry I'm like, I love crying cry we're we're getting there yeah yeah I yawn and burp Mm. which is 
I know it's not great but I, I often <laughs> think that sometimes because you're you're getting into that rest and digest part of mm. your nervous system yes so your body just starts relaxing and releasing and you can yeah. really feel it working and interestingly they've shown sneaking out again that the tapping is essential so they've mm. done it with just the talking bit and they've done it without the talk with yeah just the tapping and it's the combination with the brain scans that show it works so because why? it's scientific my brain was like pardon do they know why like what the tapping does I'm sure if I had a day of yeah hyper focus I could find <laughs> that one out <laughs> I sometimes wonder if just the like for me when I've done it this is like a completely unscientific theory of my own is almost like it distracts you it takes away a layer of thought and so the emotions you're saying the thing but you connect with the emotion rather than like a middle layer of yeah other stuff like you yeah. know reasoning or whatever else between them that's and that's not me saying that's how it works but that's how it feels when I do it I think that that that's probably that's definitely how lots of people experience it because mm. you can kind of feel that happening yeah I know Nick Ortner who has done a lot of research on it he described it as though you bring up the the emotion the thought mm. often the memory the subconscious yeah. memories yeah. and what you're doing is you're breaking the circuit in your in your mm. brain so you're just you're essentially distracting you're yeah. break, but breaking the thought and the connection mm. so it's connected with NLP so it's that idea yeah. of bringing the thoughts up bringing the emotions and then sort of just disrupting disrupting yeah. it through the energy as well because there is the energetic sort of meridian yeah. points but yeah it's a whole combination of things and often people think it's like witchcraft yeah just give it a go and then they're like oh it does work it's amazing and it works yeah. with skeptics as well yeah you don't have to be on board with it like I said I was not on board with it and then I was sobbing like and actually that's my experience of a lot of that more energetic stuff because I come from a very religious background like I've described it as cult-like it was very close to being a cult I often like I'm very like side-eyeing anything like that but I also I do I do feel pulled to it a lot of the time mm -hmm. as well because I do think I saw somebody saying a reel the other day they were like it was like a I I I believe she said I I do believe pretty stones talking about crystals can make me feel better and she said and one day I believe science will catch up with this idea that there is an energy force and I was like I totally I'm down I really get that like I really mm. yeah but it can be complicated for people to come at it but you don't have to believe it do you for it to work it doesn't matter no and I'm I'm like that with manifestation as well mm -hmm. I feel like there are there's too many coincidences for mm. the way that we can be very intentional with what we desire in it and just finding random synchronicities happening yeah however there is science to explain it as well yes. it's not as woo as we think it's just how our brains work yes and so once you go oh okay and I need that I yes. can't go fully to the woo side yeah. I tried yes I'm like yeah. you yeah yeah so EFT feels it feels really lovely in the in the middle and I, I do another mm. version called matrix re-imprinting which goes far deeper and you you end up coaching your younger self mm. connecting with your younger self through tapping and you give her or him what they want and need yeah. normally it's a hug 
Yeah. Normally it's a parent to listen. Yeah. And yeah, and those sort of combination as well as lots of other things that mm. I draw upon are really effective with yeah. with just making change. Just yes. Yeah. And what you mentioned manifestation earlier, because a lot of particularly law of attraction stuff is actually positive. Like you see the same stuff. If you read, there's a really great positive psychology book called Positivity by Dr. Barbara Fredrickson, who's like the, (laughs) Tamu would say the Beyonce of positive psychology. Like I know that's the phrase she'd use, but she is basically like the, like, she's the one on it a lot of the time. And um, a lot of what you read in her positivity book, which is backed up by a ton of research, is similar techniques to what we talk about with law of attraction and obviously manifestation of attraction can be used in ways that's not so helpful um it can be used as a weapon or a tool as so many things are but I wonder if from what you were saying earlier so the other thing that we have nerded out a lot about because I had a hyper fixation on this is the and I still I've written it down I still get it wrong my brain the RAS reticular activating system because the reason we discovered we like knew about this because I kept going on like oh my god what's it called like the RSI or the RCA like the what and Freya would like type in the comments RAS right so I also wonder like when we talk about like so the idea of manifesting I guess to give it I mean how would you define it to manifest something I I would say manifestation is just creating a reality yes yes and that's what we we do it every day and I I remember years and years ago when I first got into coaching it sort of it was really timely Noel Edmonds was doing his he was uh, well into all of that stuff wasn't he what was it here I forgot what it was I did it and actually it worked everything I wrote down everything I wrote down came to fruition right and that was the same time as I was doing coaching and mm. I was like, it's 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 the RAS. And it was mm. it was in during that coaching training. So this was back in 2009, no, 2010, so 13 years ago. The one thing that stuck in my mind is the RAS, because it just <laughs> explained so much. And essentially the RAS is just you, your brain offers up what it wants you to see. Yes. Because we love to be right. Yes. We have a negativity bias, so we do have to be mindful mm. of that. So often we have to be quite intentional of adding the positive. But once we're intentional of adding the positive outcome that we're seeking, then we are programming our subconscious to find the opportunities. Yeah. To have those random conversations in the park. Like yeah. I would not be in the house that I'm in if I hadn't have had one conversation that was Mm. particularly difficult to have because our kids were running in different directions Mm. in the park that was the RAS working Mm. and it was just and those if you think about just all these random things that happen in our lives that because we are intentional about what we desire and change or not because often we're not at all and we just end up doing the same thing all the time yeah because our subconscious is just looking for Mm. the same but when we are intentional things just happen you go huh that was really weird I just had this odd conversation or I notice this vacancy or Mm. you know things start to happen and so the RES as I understand it is is the gateway between the conscious and the subconscious yeah so we're basically utilizing that system to let our subconscious do its work because our subconscious works far faster like unbelievably faster than our conscious brain like you can't I can't the mass is I can't I can never remember the mass because it's just so big but 
if we can get the subconscious working for us, yeah, life happens quickly. Change can happen really quickly. And yeah. we can be really mindful with what we're asking to see more of. Mm. And that's kind of the work that I do in terms of working with clients because we can think we know what we want, but actually once we know what we want it's, it's and our subconscious is on board, then it's easier for us to start seeking those opportunities because it's are, really, love it. it's so interesting. And it's, it's kind of like, I sometimes think of it as almost like an, like your subconscious, I mean, as almost like maybe everyone's, I'm sure everyone's better at their laptop or computer management than I am, but I basically have a hard drive that I'm constantly chucking stuff onto because there's too much on my computer. And um, I think sometimes our subconscious is a bit like that in that, like you say, there's way too much information for us to take on. And so our subconscious without us even noticing is constantly filing away and making sense of information that we've never consciously made sense of. And one of the ways I've heard the RS described as well is it's part of, and I know this is only one function of it, but you know, we all talk about when you're going to buy a car and suddenly you see that car everywhere. You've never seen that car in your life. And it's the same thing where you've got this confirmation bias of, and because we have that negative negativity bias as well. And I do Mm. wonder for um, neurodivergent people who also have a heightened sense of sense of Mm. pattern recognition, if Mm. that's why often that negativity bias is almost in, in what's the word, like a stronger mode. That's not the word I'm looking for, but hyperdrive. Do you yes. know what I mean? And we're and then we're adding the pattern recognition, adding the reticular activating system. And so yeah. we're gathering up all this information yeah. of why things can't work, why it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I also think there's another addition to that is that if you have a brain that works really fast as yeah. well, you are thinking a lot. So yep. you're programming yeah. your subconscious all of the time so mindfulness just being mindful of the thoughts that we repetitively have yeah and mindful and I'm very particular about this with clients mindful of the words we consistently say because I suppose there's a bit more time between thoughts and speech yes so you can practice a lot more so I'm like forward focused if people, because also subconscious doesn't hear negative, so it can't hear. I, 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 so I don't want to. I don't want to get run over today. That's a terrible example. <laughs> I don't want to get run over today. And you're more likely to get run over. Yeah, because it's the don't forget thing, isn't it? Don't forget. Like, remember so, rather yeah. than don't forget. Yeah. So and that and that's what I think in terms of reframing how we speak. You yes. can catch yourself and go, hold on, no. Yeah. I want to be safe on the road today. Yes terrible yeah. example but it's what my brain gave me but <laughs> yeah but that's why I think maybe with neurodiversity as well mm. like your brain is just working faster you've got more yeah. opportunities to program which can be as many say like the superpower because yes. if we can practice that it can shift yeah. maybe but it can also be well I was going to say I certainly went the, the very first my very first access to be like first of all and I was going to ask you a question about this and I and I will I remember when I first found out about just the power that we have, having grown up, not really um, knowing we had any power over it, even though I was, I didn't do psychology. I don't know why, because I've always been super interested in it, but for whatever reason, probably because it was sciencey and I was like, I can't do anything sciencey, which was my own reticular activating system doing it as well. But I was just blown away that I could 
And I don't even know if control is the right word, but like have any influence over how I felt about things. And my very first access into it was to start to watch the words I said. And what I love about that is you get to catch them as well. Mm. So first it starts by, so money ones are a brilliant example. I can't afford that is a great example. Even, and we've been talking about this a bit in plenty. In fact, maybe we haven't, but I scheduled a post. I don't think it's gone out, but I am starting to say rather than spend money, circulate money after seeing a couple of reels. Yeah, about that. I heard that. I like, oh, of course, circulating money. What a different, like that feels like not only is it going to come back to me, but I'm. I, it's also going to go beyond the person I'm, I, I want to say spending, circulating it to. Like that feels so abundant, plentiful. Mm-hmm. Like it feels so, and so you can catch it though. So I just caught you. I literally just did that. Oh, I'm going to say spending, but let me think of another word. And then you, and then I found I could catch it in my head, but it started by catching it afterwards. And it's two things. Like one repetition is so important for the subconscious. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever tried affirmations. I have, I like them. I understand how they work. However, we need them to be repetitive to yes. the point where our subconscious tips into believing yes. Yes. and it's a no until it tips. Yes. It's not, there's yeah. no middle ground with it. Yeah. And so, and you know, and it's how long is a piece of string? Often yeah. it's how long is your subconscious programming been fighting mm-hmm. the other way before yeah. it will accept it. Sometimes it can happen quickly if you are utilizing different subconscious tools. Yeah. But yeah, so if we are repetitively saying the same thing, mm. it is going to settle at some point. So yeah. it becomes a truth. Yeah. It is a much more long winded way of doing it. I that's why like EFT and other subconscious Mm. techniques can be really helpful because they can just program the brain quickly but I will Mm. still advocate for affirmations as well it's trying them on and just understanding that it can take time another thing that popped into mind when you were talking about that is the benefit of having children Mm. because we get to practice with our kids all the time yeah. So everything we say, and also this is really important when they're under the age of seven, mm. because under the age of seven, our brain is in theta mode, mm-hmm. which is the emotions, mm-hmm. it's the creativity, it's all of the programming that we have, basically we're like sponges for yeah. seven years. And so when we've got younger children, one, if we are saying we're circulating money over and over mm-hmm. again, they will believe that yeah. to their core yeah. And then you will sl- it will take you a bit more time because mm-hmm. you know I'm not 7 years old anymore. But yeah. It mm-hmm. kind of it's it's all about repetition and we can use as many opportunities as we want in a day to yeah. harness that. It's why I like to talk about like I love affirmations but I and you'll know this from plenty we tend to talk about them as beliefs in plenty yeah. because I find I, I am not the only one I'm sure who's been victimized by an affirmation where you're like, I just don't believe that. And I've been repeating that to myself and it just makes you really angry. Whereas if it's a belief that I'm working on, yeah, for some reason that softens it for me. That makes it yeah. feel like, okay, I don't quite believe that yet. And even though they're the same, people often say to me, they go, hey, aren't these affirmations? And I'm like, yeah, but we're calling them beliefs. Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah. But we're calling them beliefs because I we just talk- think it shifts it. We talked about affirmations as well, which were mm. questions. Mm. So, and that tricks the brain as well. Ooh, because when we go into 
question mode we're in problem solving mode yeah so yeah. why am I amazing yeah. at making money oh I'm amazing at making money because da, 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 and you Ooh. can start to play with it but yeah there's awesome. so, so many different ways to find what works for you yeah so I wanted to ask how did you feel when you first discovered this like obviously you just you talked a bit about this but when you fully like were like oh how did it feel mm. to kind of uncover this I always think of it as like a hidden superpower that we all have access to yeah. but how did it feel well I was in the training I remember just the EFT training it was like whoa I have released and worked through some things that I just didn't think were there because I'm quite mm-hmm. a um closed book and I'm very heady mm, yeah. so I'm like, if I can feel if I can feel this yeah. this is powerful yeah and if I could feel the release that happens and it's really hard to explain what it feels like it just feels like a release I remember just thinking just so much more broadly about the possibilities if we don't have these this programming or if we can yeah. it's not that we don't we all have programming but if we had opportunities to utilize shift Mm -hmm. and change our programming I went a little bit deeper the year later after I did the training and and learned sort of other more subconscious transformation tools like hypnosis and more NLP and stuff like that and whilst I was learning that so much was happening in my life and my husband's like can we get back to that manifesting stuff that we were doing because it was really good and I was like oh actually if you're into this, yeah, it must be good and it must be working. And it just felt like, it just felt like that thing you have your subconscious can be on your side. Mm. It can be. And yes, yes, it can also feel like you're rubbing up against it. And I do joke sometimes I have full on arguments with my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do muscle testing sometimes. Mm. It's often me shouting at my subconscious. But it in a positive it's like, okay, right. So I'm facing this predicament or I want this to happen. What could I, there are options here. Yeah. And that's yeah. so freeing. And also as a parent, yeah. it's amazing because you can see, I can see the kids subconscious programming happening now. Mm. I can always see it in their face. I'm like, Ooh, you've, yeah. you've stored that as a belief Yeah, because you know, it's bound to happen essentially when we're younger if we have a, a negative experience mm. and it's not is because this I'm trying to not use the word trauma as much because mm. I think I understand it's been used very broadly yeah but I'm sort of like the shitty subconscious stories yeah that kind of keep in your tap yeah, yeah. and you can see the kids storing those My yeah kids, yeah they have a fight or something happens I'm like okay now we can equip them mm to change that and then I'm like right when you're 18 and you're ready for EFT or like you what you're up for it they, they hate it they don't like tapping unless they really need it but right. when they're ready I'm like, yeah. I've got the tools <laughs> I've got this for you guys <laughs> until yeah. they go to university to try and prove you wrong somehow <laughs> oh they're amazing they'll be, they'll, they'll be something different oh god they'll be gamers won't they they'll be like all in like tech I always think that oh, I don't know what my kids like like big Tories or something that would be the like like it's the worst thing you can be I haven't told them that yeah. if I heard that as a kid I'd be like cool that's what I'll do then awesome okay so how do we so you mentioned communicating with your subconscious how do we access that wealth of information that our subconscious has and how do we start to know 
Because we all have things that either we don't even realize we want or we don't even realize they're getting in our way. Like both, mm-hmm. and and you know, I actually love the feeling when I'm like, oh, there it mm-hmm. is, there's that thing. But how can we sort of start to communicate with our subconscious in a way that doesn't fight it, doesn't make it the enemy, isn't trying to mm-hmm. wrestle it into submission and mm-hmm. actually actually gets into the the very valuable information that, is stored in there yeah so I love I love EFT for this Mm -hmm. and I love so I'm a real advocate for using EFT without scripts Mm. because there's a lot online that's like for this or for that and there's whole scripts which are great if that is specifically what you want I find EFT really helpful for actually uncovering what it really is that's cheesing me off or what it is that I want because you can sit because you know when you're feeling heavy and you're like there's just you have to trust that you know your your emotions Mm -hmm. and give yourself the opportunity to just be quiet sit down and utilize a technique like EFT there are many it's my go-to because it's so easy it's accessible it's just your hands and you can just start tapping and go even though I feel oh and you just go where in my body am I feeling this Mm. you start describing it and then all of a sudden words come out yeah and then you're like oh I'm feeling frustrated why am I feeling frustrated and it just comes out so that's one one method and that's fantastic that's sort of what I do with clients like I I sit so I work with clients at different points so clients who are really wanting not knowing where they want to go they just Mm -hmm. know they need to change yeah. And often we do need to get to the point where we're like, yeah, oh, this can't, this has to change because then we're willing to invest in the time, energy mm-hmm. and everything. And you can then sit and work out what it is. Sometimes it's just asking the right questions mm-hmm. yes. whilst also being in a very open state. Mm-hmm. So comfortable, just tuning in, doing some breathing exercises at mm-hmm. the beginning and just really allowing your mind to wander so just free writing Mm. just not not getting those conscious brains or even the negative self-talk which may be more subconscious going oh no that's not right you could just allow it to flow Mm. that flow state is a more theta sort of Mm. subconscious state dancing Mm. in the shower like anything walking swimming yeah yeah Take it having notebooks just before you mm. wake up. The sleep is super important. Sleep's really helpful for working through problems. Yeah. So you can ask yourself to solve a problem before you go to sleep. Yes, I do that. Yeah. I do that in a book. I write stuff down, yeah. like particularly business stuff when I can't get clear on something in the business. Yeah. And then I often find the ideas. If it if it doesn't come in the morning, it's come later in a few, when you're doing something. Yeah. 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 And that's because of the brains. It's all about brain state. So if we are mm. just before we go to bed, where our subconscious is open. Yeah. So we can ask it questions because it's just op- it's happy. It's not happy. It's, it's agnostic. Like the subconscious yeah. isn't anything other than really a computer. Yeah. So if we start seeing it like a computer, we can go, OK, right. How do we program? How do we work mm. this computer as a tool? Mm. it runs my body it keeps me breathing and make like ensure the vital things happen keeps me safe yes yeah. it's still it's not clever that's what our conscious brain is for oh conscious brain i love thinks. this i've never thought yeah. of it like that 
That's so interesting because I think I've definitely done this, been doing this even. That And that's why we say your emotions do not get to be in charge, right? Because yeah. they often come from your subconscious. They are. And, they're rooted in it. And so they are, we, we take them as facts. Yep. And they're not intelligent. Yeah. In a, and like, also. They hold some, I think they hold information, but yeah, yes. they're not. It's a RAM. Hard drive. Mm. Oh, I love this. We get to get a clean hard drive. We get to, you know, I don't mm. know if you want to look at my hard drive right now. It's pretty messy. Oh, good God. Don't look at mine. <laughs> Mine's pink. That's nice. Oh, nice. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all we need to do is just color our hard drives. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's a computer. So, and it, that's why it works so fast. It doesn't have, mm. there's no time for it to think. That's what our yeah. brain does. And also what happens is, is when we put information into our subconscious, we distort, we generalize. Yes. Because the information that is going on around us is yeah. far, there's far too much data yes. for our conscious brain to process. So whatever ends up in our subconscious, mm. is, oh, most of it's not even true. Yes. Yeah. 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 Most uh, of yeah. our memories aren't true, which is, yeah. I hate to say, cause I love to be right, but actually most of our memories aren't true. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think also, I really love to think of societal conditioning as lenses. Like it's like a lens, you see certain things. So you'll see memories through that lens. You'll see experiences through that lens. You'll see things people have said, like for ex- an example of this is, and I do think I was right on this occasion, but we had someone come and del- fit our new oven. And as soon as he walked in, I was like, I, I said, how long will it take? And he went, oh, I don't know, love, I've just got here. And I was like, oh, I, I wondered if there might be like a standard amount of time. It generally, like, you know, I didn't want to the minute. I just meant, mm-hmm. oh, it will only take half now to an hour even. But I instantly knew he was sexist. I knew because mm-hmm. of the way he'd said it. And obviously that is my own lens. And I, I went, okay, my husband was there, thank God. So I just left. And I came down because the guy left for a bit and I was like, man, I can tell he's sexism. My husband didn't disagree, but he was like, I th- he said, oh, I didn't pick up on that, I think is what he said. Something like that. But he wasn't like, oh, no, he wasn't. But he he did sort of say, I didn't notice that. But I'm, I, th- I think he actually, I didn't notice that, but I'm sure you're right. And then later, when he came back to fit the oven properly because he had to go and get some stuff, Phil said, my husband said to him, so can you tell me a bit about how it works? And he went, oh, I can, but don't I need to speak to your wife? His wife who can barely bo- po- like. I can barely pour a bowl of cereal like Phil does all the cooking and it's a whole big joke in the family and he went no you need to tell me and it's so interesting like obviously that was my I just took in all the information about that person but it wasn't as he walked in I could have guessed that he was sexist just by looking at him like Mm -hmm. honestly that was part of the information but it was the way he spoke to me about that question Mm -hmm. and we have those like lenses that we see that stuff through and then we process it and it gets stored but also like I said I could have seen him and presumed because of his age because of the way he carried himself that he was sexist and he wasn't at the same time and you can thank your subconscious there because what it's doing is keeping you safe yeah because I literally just went upstairs I was like cool well I'm not engaging with this in any way yeah we we have to make very quick judgments. We've mm, always had yes, to, like evolutionary, yes. we've had to make very quick judgments. And there yes. is something around neurodiversity and the benefit mm-hmm. of that because those judgments can happen more quickly. Yeah. But it is the subconscious just picking up on the lens yeah. that you we have all gathered yeah. through societal conditioning. 
And actually, a lot of it is the societal conditioning of our much younger selves yes. as well. Yes. So we we we've been following our parents, we've watching what's yeah. been going on, and that's all there. And yeah. you've just gone, right, I don't want to be in this room with this person. I'm keeping yeah. myself safe. Yeah. And your con- your husband's conscious brain has worked that out. Yes. He's he's done that thing where he knows like he done enough of the work, the work in inverted commas, literally to not go, no, he's not Ray. Because he knows I'd go, wait a minute, your male privilege is showing. Like, trust. And it was so interesting when he then came in after that comment and I heard it from the lounge and he was like, oh, okay. You were spot on. Because I didn't expect him to quite show his true colours that blatantly. Yeah. And that's what I love working with you as well, Ray, is that like before working with you, I was very much it's the subconscious traumas it's the experiences when we were younger mm. blah, 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 blah. and then I'm like oh okay and that's also the societal programming it's those yeah. repetitive messages and you think about there's a really interesting book called the expectation effect Ooh. and it's about placebo and nocebo and how important our beliefs are to how our body heals even mm. And to the point where now placebo is people like appreciate work so well that it is it's faring better than old drugs that were tested as being beneficial in the 70s oh, because our belief in placebo has improved. So mm, what brain, now? I know it's that's that is amazing. So our subconscious is so powerful. Yeah. And Yes, it is still a, pro- a computer program. Yeah. And I think when we come across these situations where you're like, I just know this isn't right, or I know this is right. Yeah. This is the gut instinct. Yeah. And it's sort of, there is a brain gut connection. So this is far more complicated than that. But if, if we're just looking at this, the sort of conscious level, it's working just to protect us. Yeah. And that's why, as well, we can get stuck. Yes, that's why we can get stuck in a rut, and it's just because I have subconscious game. No, don't want change. Thank you. So I've got two more questions, and I'm aware we're already running out of time, which is hilarious because <laughs> I could talk to you about this all day long. So my first question, before we get into how it's got clues to what we actually do want, what mm. do we do when we get ourselves into a place where we know, maybe not as knowledgeable as you are, but we do understand about the subconscious mind, and we do understand, and maybe we've even had like because I see this all the time with clients particularly maybe we've even had a lot of success rewriting our brain on things and then we feel like either we're returning to old beliefs mm-hmm. or we just can't get our feet on the ground or like quite get it happening like suddenly we find ourselves stuck with it mm-hmm. and it starts you know like because I always say when you first find out about this stuff there's surface beliefs that you just get to like bat away and you're like wow mm-hmm. look at this mm-hmm. and then you're like oh god what's this sticky thing I can't like and often we stay in that for quite a while but what do we do when we feel like like almost some people might be thinking like did this ever work I'm struggling to make this work now yes and because you're not the same person as you were when you first did it yes and what we talk a lot is about different aspects so you can have different aspects of a belief you can have so beliefs are generally created through an experience in our lives so yeah. I like to say like you've got the first belief you've got that you know you're probably two or something yeah and something happens and you make a belief about yourself in the world that day 
yeah. to protect you for the future. It's like, I'm going to store that information. So yeah. it might be that my mum didn't pick me up when I trod on some Lego. I don't know. Something like that. Mm. I didn't get helped. So I, I'm alone. Mm. Or something. That could be a belief. And then something else will happen. And then another memory will happen. And it just stores it. So it's a really mm. strong belief. What yeah. we try to do is get to that first one. Yeah. That, that two-year-old's belief. Which is yeah. why I spend so much time with children. And they're like the subconscious children. Mm. Because then you can hopefully just knock that down. Yeah. And that's really powerful. And then some people... It's lots of different memories that are connected. because so you can then go, show me the next, show me another one, show me mm -hmm. another one. And you can work through the, the core beliefs, the core yeah. stories. And yet what happens is you've got different aspects of a belief. Yes. So it might be that I trod on Lego and no one's here to help me, but it's also I'm stupid for because I can't on look after my, I can't stand <laughs> yeah. my own two feet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a different aspect to the same mm. experience. And it works another way that like when you are peeling off those layers, mm. it is a layer. And this is the thing. Self-development work is consistent, constant. Yes. Because you are peeling away layers. Yeah. And I always say to clients, if they come back, like, you're, you, yeah, come back. But what's it for? Okay, it's something different. Mm -hmm. Great. Then let's do this. I, I'm... I have yet to work on the same problem after like exactly the same problem yeah. when we have worked through it. Right. It's just a different aspect yes. of the same problem. And do they the sometimes they go, oh, this is the same thing, but yeah. it was, didn't feel like it when I arrived. Like the same and, core yeah. thing. Because yeah. we only have a few words for how we're yeah. feeling. Imposter yeah. syndrome, inner critic, you know, like yeah. you've only got so many words. So I yeah. want to work on visibility. Well, actually yeah. what you're working on is your confidence to mm. stand in front of people on a stage. Yeah. That's visibility. Yeah. There's another one which is about consistently showing up on social yeah. media. That will have different things. And yes, working with one of them is going to help the other because mm. they are all going to be interconnected. Yeah. But sometimes it's just that you are a different person. Mm. You are facing different challenges, although they may feel the same because we've only got one word for it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. That makes loads of sense. So tell us a bit about, we've talked a lot about kind of more blocks that the subconscious mm. throws up, but how can it tell us about what we actually want? Like, I think, yeah. and we spoke a bit about this before we probably started recording. I see this and you were saying, cause you work more in careers and I work obviously more in the online business space. I see people particularly with certain income goals, aiming for a goal and they don't really know why it's just everyone talks about six figures or multi six figures or 10k months or seven figures mm. like they don't haven't really bedded into what they want and if yeah. those goals actually get them to that place and i'm sure that happens a lot with career progression and various yeah. promotions and all of that stuff yeah so how can we tap into our that that our, our ras our subconscious mind to tell us what we do want so Yes. What I, first of all, I allow, I say to people, I don't care what you do. Yeah. So I, when I say career coach, I literally mean whatever you make money with. So it can yeah. be business. It can be, because some people will go, well, I want to do this. And right. actually by the end of working together, they want something different. Yeah. And it can take even just releasing some of those blocks to get that true clarity. Mm. But to start off with, it is finding out what really just checking in with what you have consistently been drawn to over your life yes so I know Simon Sinek talks a lot about purpose and I um, heard a podcast with him 
love him or hate him, but it makes an absolute sense. I might be in love with him. Yeah, it's it's he's he's almost I, on the bro. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, like oh nice... Simon, no. And then yeah. someone said to me once, "Do you fancy Simon Sinek?" And I was like, "No." And then recently I watched a video, and I was like, "Oh, I." He's spoken to my soul. I really do enjoy the majority of what he says, I'll be honest. He's balanced. He's balanced, which is why I love him. him. I I love him. It's fine. I'll say it. (laughs) I'm like, even I'm so balanced, I can't even say that. Um, (laughs) But he says that, and when I I heard that, I went, oh, that makes Mm. so much sense. He said, it's set, your purpose is set by the time you're 16, 18. And that that. is because that your subconscious programming is fairly set by then and so what I encourage people to do is look at what they wanted to do when they were a teenager yeah and it's not like yes go and be an astronaut it's like but what is it about being an astronaut I say this as an example because this was an example I used a lot with my clients Mm -hmm. years ago and it was always ridiculous but what is it about that work and what has consistently come through like any jobs that you've enjoyed what is it about those things those jobs and then you look at values values are set within the subconscious and they're much more than just a list on a piece Mm. of paper you get them by asking questions in a particular way so you can switch your conscious brain off Mm. and allow your subconscious to just splurge out the words and from that you can find your values I love doing that work with clients okay well these are like breadcrumbs yeah these are breadcrumbs and then you can think about all the other factors in our lives because there is a lot of kind of it's not maybe it's I don't like even like using the word gaslighting as well but it is similar to that where it's like well we can have everything and in many ways we can have what we want if we're very clear of what we want but we can't have everything because I mean what's that that's impossible what is that exactly so well like I would quite that's the thing like I often talk about how there's alternate lives like for example I think there is an alternative version of me somewhere who didn't have kids and is really really happy about it and also yeah. I, I was like yes there is <laughs> but also I adore my children I adore them and I wouldn't change now that I I have them and I know them and I love them I wouldn't change that but I can see before I had them if I'd realized maybe if I if it'd been more now and there's definitely there was choice then definitely but it just felt like you followed the path a bit more even 10 years ago like there's definitely an alternative version of me in that space like do you like so and so but I can't have all of those things but you can you can that could be an activity for you Mm -hmm. you could sit and you can have some fun with that version of you and go what is she doing that really excites me and how can I do more of that in my life with the realities of family life and everything else yeah because those are breadcrumbs Mm. and we can listen to our breadcrumbs and I think sometimes when we look at the six figures the ten figure whatever million figures Mm. that you're like oh okay but that's what I'm being told and this is that expectation effect as well we've got to be really mindful what doctors tell us (laughs) what people of authority what because we can and parents tell us online coaches (laughs) what they say because we can our subconscious is looking for answers and it will just absorb it we don't like a vacuum so we're just literally like okay I'll take that that feels good yeah yeah yeah. of course it feels good having tons of money always feels good yeah but what's the reality so you can look at you can play with those stories I've got I've got a workbook 
it's like a guide it's quite interactive it takes you through these diff- like different mm. steps it's completely free it's on my website or oh, we'll on link my to Instagram. that so I can share it with you and it just has some lovely sort of questions that mm-hmm. you can ask yourself and just go through it and by the end of it you'll get more clarity and I've been using a form of this since I first started coaching mm. te- 13 years ago and I've never let go of it because it works yeah so even with all the extra stuff I now know yeah just basically be really clear of what you want just being honest it's working through the day what do you want to do in the morning you know like getting really tangible yeah. how do you want to feel and then there's a load of other things as well but it's it's I think the subconscious can give you know it's listening to the breadcrumbs I think that's the main thing yeah and that there's and from what it's like you're calling the breadcrumbs but in a way you've just described like a loaf of bread like because there's so many different parts to that like actually the loaf of bread yeah exactly like you it actually feels really robust what you've just described and really like there's so many angles we could go at to use that information and I another example I would use is noticing what feels good and what doesn't feel good when you do it like yeah it like just notes for example I haven't done one of these interviews for like a month maybe mm. maybe longer and I'm just sat here being like I'm so I'm having such a good time I love doing this so much and just noticing in my body just like this is a very enjoyable experience and I think there's also that like when your subconscious almost noticing the quiet of your subconscious when you're doing something that feels like like you're in flow like this is something you were made for like yeah. this is something that is part of your design or your purpose yeah. so thank you so much like I said I haven't I did say this Freya I often don't ask the, ask the questions I've got and we haven't asked answered a a number of them but I just really have really thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm sure everyone's got loads of value from talking from hearing us talk about this before we go I normally ask three quick fire questions let's Mm -hmm. see if I can remember them because I I normally used to have them written down and now I know them off by heart but we've not been here for a while (laughs) so the first one is finish this sentence money is powerful yes love that the second one we'll sort of take a left turn here is oh oh what books have you read recently and they can be fiction non-fiction business whatever that you would recommend many many books i've started what have i i say the expectation effect because i wrote that down that sounds um, awesome just what it meant and oh my gosh the path through the jungle which i've started to read and it's 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 hefty it's a bit like a textbook but it really explains it's not about the subconscious but it's a different way of thinking about it about how it's a computer versus the chip brain it's by professor steven steven i can share it later and you can put it in there nice yeah that sounds really interesting as well and then lastly you can only eat one thing Hmm. for the rest of your life what is it Oh, I'd say Torito's fur. You know what? Yeah. My husband used to make um, a hash, Torito hash. Mm. And I now, like, we ate it so much that I can't eat it. He's kind of put me off. It's really sad. That's the problem. That's the problem with everything. He can eat Too it. Much. He's always like, do you not want it? And I'm like, I just can't do it. My husband did that with sushi. We he hasn't had it for 13 years because he said oh, in 2000 and no, it was like in 2007 I had too much sushi so we can't order it as takeaway. Ah. <laughs> oh, if only I lived in a place I could get that as takeaway. We haven't even got Deliveroo where I live for God's sake. Oh. Right. So thank you so much for being here. Could you let people know how they can find you? And like I said, we'll link to all of this stuff in the show notes as well. 
Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at I am Freya Powell. Yeah. And then my website is freyapowell.co. Very yes. much co. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good See lovely. you soon.